Hello and welcome to our In The Zone podcast on CAR T-cell therapy. I'm Lucy Cliff, editor of Bioanalysis Zone, and I'm joined today by David Harris, research director at Charles River Discovery Services. To start with David, what is cell therapy? Cell therapy is a relatively new area of drug development, which has the potential to provide new treatment options for human diseases, including genetic diseases, regenerative medicine, and cancer. In its broadest sense, cell therapy products are live human cells, and the live cell is the therapeutic. Unlike conventional small molecules or biologics, cell therapies can potentially self-amplify, and they may persist for an extended period in the patient. As such, these drugs represent a combination of cell therapy, gene therapy, and immunotherapy. The cells being developed as a treatment can be derived from the patient in which they are intended for use, in which case they are considered to be on autologous therapy, or they can be obtained from a donor who is not the intended patient, in which case they are an allogeneic cell therapy. The principle of using live human cells as a therapy was first demonstrated with a form of cell therapy known as adoptive cell therapy, where the patient cells are not engineered, but are simply expanded ex vivo and provided back to the patient as the therapy. While this approach has produced some remarkable results, this procedure doesn't work for a broad range of different cancers and only works in a small fraction of patients. In contrast to adoptive cell therapy with TILs, the main growth area for cell therapies is the use of genetically modified cells. The production of CAR T therapies, for example, relies on ex vivo genetic techniques to alter the cell product to provide target-specific engineered cells with enhanced anti-tumor activity. And a variety of methods have been developed to alter the biological activity of the cells, including viral transduction, plasmids, transposons, and messenger RNA. What does the current global landscape for cell therapy look like? As I mentioned previously, within the pipeline of new cancer immunotherapies being developed, there's very rapid growth in this class of therapy. Within the oncology field, two cell therapy products have recently been approved and many more are anticipated over the next few years, expanding the treatment options for both blood cancers and solid tumors. Innovation and development is being driven by global pharmaceutical and academic hubs in North America, Europe, and China. Although these cell therapy products show tremendous promise, there are, however, challenges to their widespread utilization, including the highly personalized nature of the therapies, which leads to significant development costs, as well as manufacturing bottlenecks and concerns around the safety profile of these agents. What are the main types of cell therapy? There are a number of approaches to cell therapy that are being developed for the treatment of cancer. I alluded to the groundbreaking work with TILs using the patient's own T cells, which are expanded and provided back as an adoptive cell therapy. For engineered cell therapies, there are two main approaches. The first involves manipulating T cells to express an engineered T cell receptor. This approach requires editing of the T-cell receptor and the production of large numbers of T-cells, which have the capacity to recognize cancer-specific antigens. 
This method may involve complex genetic characterization of the tumor cells in order to identify mutated proteins known as neoantigens. T-cell receptor-engineered products recognize their target peptides in an MHC-restricted fashion, which are displayed on the surface of antigen-presenting cells. One advantage of this approach is that a wide pool of intracellular antigens can be targeted, allowing for the selection of safer and more immunogenic targets. The most rapidly evolving class of cell therapy is the use of chimeric antigen receptor or CAR-modified cells. Here, the T cells are engineered to express a hybrid receptor composed of an extracellular antibody recognition domain linked to intracellular domains which control signaling and regulate the proliferation, persistence, and effector functions of the engineered cell. To date, most pharmaceutical development has focused on expressing CARs in T cells which are intended for use as autologous therapies. An area of great potential is the use of allogeneic cell therapies. These so-called off-the-shelf therapies are attractive since they would be expected to drive down manufacturing costs and provide patients with more immediate access to therapy. There are other emerging areas. A number of groups are now evaluating the use of CAR-T technology in other types of immune cells, not just conventional alpha-beta T cells. Examples include the expression of CARs in NK cells, gamma-delta T cells, and macrophages. While this area of research is still in its infancy, there are some in the field who believe these CAR-expressing cells may possess an improved safety profile while retaining good activity. What are some of the safety concerns and challenges associated with cellular therapy? One of the most important challenges facing the field is finding ways to improve the safety profile of cell therapies. Treatment-related toxicities can be classified into three main types. The first is on-target, on-tumor effects. In this case, the pharmacology of the cell product is generally predictive and reflective of CAR-T activation. However, serious side effects can occur when there is excessive CAR-T activation. The most well-documented effect is cytokine release syndrome, where elevated cytokines can result in severe clinical symptoms, which may be life-threatening. Generally, however, these effects are reversible and can be managed with anti-cytokine antibodies and steroids. Neurotoxicity, which has been observed in some patients receiving CD19 CARs, may also be related in part to high levels of cytokines produced by complex cellular interactions involving myeloid cells, CAR-Ts, and tumor cells. Lastly, tumor lysis syndrome results from the rapid breakdown of dying cells, release of intracellular contents, leading to an array of systemic metabolic disturbances. The second main safety concern is related to on-target, off-tumor toxicity. This refers to recognition of the target molecule on normal cells. The most well-known effect of off-target effect is B-cell aplasia, which occurs in patients treated with CD19 CARs. Fortunately, this is a relatively manageable side effect, which can be treated with immunoglobulin replacement therapy. 
The challenge here is to identify safe targets which are expressed uniquely on cancer cells and not on normal healthy tissue. However, this has proven to be difficult and is one of the major challenges facing the development of CAR-Ts to treat solid tumors. The third class of toxicities include the potential for anaphylaxis and immunogenicity related to the cell product itself, as well as the possibility of genotoxicity and insertional mutagenesis. For certain hematological cancers, CAR T cell therapy has been very effective. Future development will aim to expand the therapies for a wider range of cancers, increase durability, increased response rates, and manage toxicities. For the development of new cell therapies to treat solid tumors, the challenges are more considerable and center around identification of safe targets, understanding the trafficking, persistence, and proliferation of CAR T cells, overcoming the hostile tumor microenvironment and its immunosuppressive cellular components, understanding what the ideal T-cell phenotype is for the cell products, as well as evaluating the effects of various conditioning regimens on CAR-T activity. What guidance does the FDA give for working with cell therapies? Preclinical studies should provide pharmacological information, such as engraftment, migration, differentiation, and potential for tumorigenicity of the cell product. This information is used to support the toxicology data to support clinical trials. In vivo animal models of disease are encouraged and when possible, the cell product intended for use in patients should be used. Given that complex in vivo disease models are often required, Pharmacology studies may be conducted under non-GLP compliant conditions, but should nevertheless strive to achieve the highest possible levels of scientific rigor and adherence to FDA guidelines and other regulatory agencies. What does a typical preclinical CT development program look like? Every program is unique. There is no standard paradigm which is universally applied to all cellular therapies, so study designs will reflect the product-specific attributes of the therapy being developed. There is, however, a stepwise paradigm for the development of cell therapy programs. The first phase is concerned with product development and characterization and involves the following activities in silico biology and target selection, vector design, product scale-up for in vitro and in vivo studies, and studies designed to evaluate target distribution and target expression, as well as assays designed to evaluate and assess CAR T-cell functionality and specificity. The next phase of development involves evaluating the in vivo efficacy understanding mechanism of action and PD endpoints. This leads on to pivotal IND enabling studies and safety assessment. Typically, these studies will be done in tumor-bearing animals and will evaluate the impact of the cell therapy on tumor growth using methods such as bioluminescence imaging, 
for systemic models or calipering for solid tumor models, body weights, clinical observations, and sampling of blood for PK and PD endpoints, as well as comprehensive histopathological evaluation of tissues and organs. Integration of activity and safety assessment endpoints is often utilized in study design. The last preclinical phase involves reporting and IND submission to the regulatory authorities. And finally, what are the preclinical animal models used to evaluate CT? At Charles River, we have developed a number of animal models to evaluate cell therapies. The most commonly utilized model system used in preclinical R&D is the xenograft model. In the xenograft model, the CAR T cells and the tumor cells, which can be either cell line-derived xenografts or patient-derived xenografts, are human in origin. To ensure good engraftment of the human cells, the host animals are immunodeficient, lacking mouse immune cells. There are a number of super immunodeficient mouse strain. The strain we use most frequently is the NSG or NCG mouse. This model system can be used to understand the anti-tumor activity of the cell product, mechanism of action and the effects of CAR design and different co-stimulatory domains, PK and PD endpoints, as well as providing some insights into safety and tolerability. The main limitation of the xenograft system is the inability to assess the cell product in the presence of host immune cells. Additionally, there is limited cytokine release syndrome and host immunosuppressive cell networks are absent. Other model systems which are used less frequently include the use of humanized mice, syngeneic models, which can be used to evaluate mouse CAR-Ts in an immune competent system, transgenic models, and the use of non-human primates. Finally, Charles River has an extensive portfolio of well-characterized tumor models to support cell therapy studies. These include our collection of disseminated or systemic models often utilizing luciferase transduced line and bioluminescence imaging expertise, solid tumor models with or without BLI, a range of orthotopic models, and finally, patient-derived xenograft models. Thank you, David, for joining me today, and thank you to our listeners. You can find more resources on CAR T-cell therapy at www bioanalysis-zone.com or join the conversation by following us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn.